Welcome to Doc9 Tech Talks, our regular series discussing all things fintech with the leaders and visionaries driving digital change in the financial world. In this episode, RMD Mark Lusted is joined by John Hall, Commercial Director and Deputy CEO of Mast Haven Bank. I'm delighted to be joined today by John Hall, who is Deputy CEO and Chief Commercial Officer of Mast Haven Bank. Um, John and I were due to catch up over lunch uh, last week, but unfortunately, uh, in the current situation, had to take a bit of a rain check on that. So I thought I'd uh, try and rebook a slot in John's diary and had a bit of a catch up uh, over Zoom to get his thoughts on uh, the future of digital banking and fintech. So, John, uh, welcome. I really appreciate your time today. Um, so Hi, Mark. How are things going from a personal perspective? Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm certainly seeing a lot more people than, than potentially I was seeing before, but, but they, they tend to be over, over Zoom or uh, we're also introduced uh, workplace and workplace chat in the office as well. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, on, on, a, on a very personal level, um, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you from a, a very uh, sunny Hertfordshire. Nice. Um, I think uh, we're, cer- we're certainly seeing the inside of people's houses a lot more. Um, yours looks very stylish, I have to say. Um, yeah, comment about the artwork it's actually my wife she, she owns she owns a kind of art part so yeah well, she's done she's done a cracking job i think my, I, I've, I've kind of converted um one of the bedrooms at the back of our house um it it, it used to be a, a bedroom with a desk and now now my my wife is sort of saying it's it's more like an office with a bed yes. um which is which is quite quite helpful but uh, in fact there's a bit of a theme coming through in terms of joy of basketball that goes through the family as well so uh, yeah, well, I do, I do follow it. Um, Miami Heat. Uh, when I go, when I get, when, it, when we used to travel, to remember those days? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Um, when we used to think about kind of jump, jumping on a plane and going somewhere, uh, and there were sports to watch as well. You know, that that didn't date back to kind of, I don't know, when uh, when Alan Shearer was playing up front for Newcastle or anything like that, which is we're seeing a lot more of these days. Um, yeah. But from from a working from home perspective, I think um, you know it. it it's very full on, um, you know, if, you, if you're making this work properly, I think, you know, you're kind of, you're hitting the desk relatively early, you've lost the travel time, um, which is, which is fantastic, you know, it has to be a good couple of hours a day, and uh, the question is, what, what do you do with that, um, and, and as much as possible, I'm trying to make sure that, um, you know, you kind of stick to a routine, um, you know, you maybe, you maybe kind of use your hour a day for exercise, um, and you, you take what you previously were doing on a tube or a train, um or in a car and and you kind of do it out on the road you go for a run or you you know you, you kind of at least do something uh, to get yourself away from the desk because i think otherwise you could quite easily spend and do spend 12 hours um in front of a screen um you know with, with your with your kind of airpods or whatever on um and, and you don't see the outside world and i think you know i think that's that's the bit that that can be quite challenging uh, on a on a human level mm. um and so, and also just, you know, there's quite a few people at the moment within the business that, um, uh, and I'll touch on how we're, how Masthaven is doing it, that are, um, you know, that maybe they live at home or, they live, sorry, they live on their own um, and they're now not getting into the, see that much of the social reaction. And I think you just need to make sure you keep, keep in touch with people like that are, are in that way and, um, and just kind of, you know, just keep that connection going, which I think is important. Yes, that's very interesting. But so if we flip to sort of Mars Haven then, so, you know, a lot of companies had business continuity plans of, you know, if everyone had to, in case of pandemic, everyone had to switch remotely. And I guess 
a lot of us probably never thought that the, the day would come where everyone has to work remotely. I mean, how, how was that transition from Arsthaven? Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think if we'd have turned around in January and said to our board, you know what, we're going to run a, a business continuity that looks like this mm. um, and, and, and try and do it. And they, they would have, um, they, they, they wouldn't have, they'd have kind of gone really. Um, but I do think um, I'm, I'm a big believer in um, necessity is the mother of invention. I'm sure that quote has never, you know, never been more true. Um, we did in a very short number of weeks do something that if you'd have set out to do it in, with all of the governance of a, um, you know, of a full drawn out kind of program, it would have taken a number of months. Um, but, you know, Masthaven's what, 190 people. Um, uh, so uh, we, um, the, fir the first thing we did was um, we, we started to move people um, off, off site ahead of any lockdown um, mm -hmm. with a view to it, it being inevitable that, that it was going to come. Um, and we, so we, we stood up probably about 100 people outside of the office uh, whilst we still had our, our premises in London. Um, we also um, stood up a, a satellite site in Reading, um, which um, was there mainly to coordinate any customer contact that we needed to make sure was, um, was joined up. So um, there's about 10 people um, were, were opened up in an office in Reading. Um, covering savings, uh, mortgages, and, um, and and borrower servicing as well, um, and that that was quite key for us. Um, and and then at the point at which lockdown kind of was announced on the Monday, as an exco, we we were having an exco meeting at ten o'clock at night mm -hmm. uh, after um, Boris had given the uh, the kind of the, all of the details. We sent uh, we had it set up to send a. Uh, a BCP text to everybody's mobile across Masthaven that says, um, those of you that will be going, still going into London tomorrow, and there was 12, uh, we will get in touch with you individually. Um, everybody else, uh, you're in remote working position. So uh, we very quickly went to a situation whereby we had um, only 12 people in London, um, 10 people in Reading, and 170 odd people kind of working kind of remotely and joined up. Uh, we'd gone through a process whereby we'd already identified the absolutely critical business processes that the bank had to fulfil. Um, we tested all of those, um, and therefore we we had a a, a confidence, a high confidence level around being able to operate remotely. Um, and and then what we've also done is said um, over the last couple of weeks we've closed down the London site, um, so there's nobody kind of. Um, operating out of London so there's a further 12 people remotely um, and next week we're we're also testing um, we're moving closing down the Reading site for a week um, so that we can we can confirm that everybody across the bank has has been able to to operate remotely um, and yeah we, we've been able to uh, you know we're monitoring uh, obviously call activity and drop rates hits to the website um, we're, we're monitoring we're completing loans across the the entire entire breadth of our lending range um, and, and whilst we've had to change some of the working practices um, you know you, you, we've, we've certainly um, been able to kind of prove the whole end-to-end -end of, of the bank and, and especially when you are a bank um, clearly you know we, we've, we've had to maintain regular contact or the you know with our regulatory stakeholders um, keep them informed um, we stood up uh, and, and still operating a daily exco meeting at nine o'clock in the morning every day um, to, to share information, um, daily MI across the bank mm -hmm. uh, on a dashboard. 
so that we can kind of go, you know, well, this is what the technology situation is. This is how our colleagues are in terms of who's in and who's not. Here's the lending profile um, and, and customer contact. So you can quite quickly go, actually, that, that's a hotspot at the moment, or mo most things are kind of um, brought, you know, managed under control. And you just have the ability to have a, a, have a joined up view across the bank by having all of the Exco on a call every day um, and, and join up um, the, the, the thinking across the bank, really. I guess you probably had a few particular challenges, obviously, from a as a lender uh, for your mortgage, et cetera, you, you know, during this transition to remote working, you probably had a huge spike in calls, I'd imagine, from, from borrowers and with queries, et cetera, as a particular challenge. Um, yep. And, you know, from the a big part of the lending business around relationships, BDMs, you know, the kind of, you know, go out on the road and speak to people, et cetera. How has that kind of changed, the BDM's role at the moment? And are they, are they using Zoom and video calls with brokers and things like that? And, yeah, I think, I, I mean, I, I uh, we, we run a three times a week, um, 11 o'clock slot with our, our whole business where we basically say, let's have a coffee together. Yeah. Um, and, and on one of them last week, I interviewed Rob Barnard, who's our director of intermediaries. And I said to Rob, this is, this is probably, this, you know, I'm sure Rob, you've had many crises before, um, yeah. uh, which was, which I think he took quite personally. Um, but um, I think certainly this, this crisis compared to the global financial uh, crisis of 2008, obviously completely different. That was very much a, a, a kind of tightening of liquidity, but outside of that, uh, clearly, um, the the kind of the population were, were still um, operational, if you like. Whereas this is this is dislocated in the total end-to-end -end, um, part of our, our kind of our lives, you know, our lives, and um, and so we've had to respond in lots of different ways. And um, the thing I'm I'm proud of is that. Um, you know, Masthaven uh, um, re remained open for business in terms of our, our lending products. Um, you know, yes, we've we've made some some kind of fine tunes to make to make the product range more simple. And mm -hmm. um, so we've taken certain um, products off the shelves and and concentrated on what what truly is um, the kind of core of the range. Mm -hmm. um, but fundamentally, we've 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 still got a proposition. We've got a lending product in in all of our markets. Uh, mm -hmm. We the the biggest key um, key thing we've had to look at is valuation um mm. services obviously um you know value is a, a, a by exception going out to to properties and generally only when they're vacant um mm. so we've had to respond to that you do sort of you look to sort of desktop valuation yeah we do so so that's what we do so now uh, we've always used um automatic uh, automated valuation models on um on our mortgage side first and second charge um we we were looking at using them on the the bridging side um, and, and we've accelerated that and okay. brought that that product through so so for the first time now over the last few weeks we've been taking uh, avms on bridging okay. um, to a to a particular ltv um and and that's that's been well received um we we will use drive-bys on on bridging as well um and and then ultimately if we can do full valuations um, and they still are needed um, we'll we'll use those, and we have reused valuations from from other lenders who have no longer been in the market, but the borrowers have come to us. Uh, if they, they they obviously you calibrate them against the current market, but you can reuse uh, what's already been done. Um, so wherever possible, um, our BDMs are, are are working from home. Um, they're in touch every day with with the, the brokers that um, are all are operational, um, and you know they're they're working very well to to kind of be flexible in the market so that where where business is there 
to be done and uh, we're able to support the the kind of the real lending market in terms of the uk that's, that's still going on um the other thing i'm proud of is is the way in which we've moved resource to support um borrower contact as you've said you know um it's a really concerning time for a, for a number of people at the moment um and you know when a, when a customer wants to reach out to their lender um around something as sensitive as a payment freeze they want to know they're going to get heard um that they're not going to get stuck in a queue that um that it's not a press one press two and they get to speak to a real person and, and we've We've moved a number of people across to our, our servicing um, team. We train them up um, on handling the customer calls in the first instance. Some of them are our BDNs. Mm. So, so John Sturgis, who's our head of sales, he's been operating, he lives in Reading, he's been operating in the Reading office, yeah. um, and, and he's been working with the, the servicing team to, to, to coordinate calls taken by our, 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 sales, our BDNs in the first instance. Mm. They've been trained to handle those, those contacts. And it just means that we can keep on top, top of the flow of, um, of process that we need to do, um, but do it in a controlled way. And, and I think that's, you know, that for me, it's about um, the ability to flex um, and have a workforce who are prepared to go, you know what, um, I'm really glad, glad I'm still working. Um, it's a great opportunity to be, to, to learn different skills. Um, and, and I want to move across and, 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 and I want to help. Um, and that's meant we've handled, um, you know, we monitor the call rates. We've picked up every customer that's been in touch with us. Uh, we've registered their initial inquiries where they've followed it up and said, yes, I want a, I want a payment holiday or a payment freeze, as they're called. Um, we've registered all of those, um, you know, we're, and, and we're managing that process through. And, and despite the fact it's, you know, we've, we've made changes to our systems in a short, went live to in a very short space of time in, a, in terms of our MI that yeah. backs all of that up. You know, it's a full kind of, end-to-end -end process change we've had to do at, at very short notice under quite a lot of pressure yeah. um, and, and I'm very proud of the people that you know the, that have work, worked on all of these areas and um, you know and, and, I, and I think um, you get some real stars you get you know you, you do get some people that really kind of go this is you know fantastic as an opportunity and yeah. really throw themselves into it. Sounds good sounds like you're, you're adapting well so I guess you know um was it was that last August you opened a new office in the city? I came to your yeah July. It was July in in Longacre in um yeah in in Covent Garden. We, we moved to ours uh, in Little just after yeah just after wasn't it? So we both got nice swanking new offices in the city empty at the moment. So yes, but, um, bit of a shame, but um, I'm sure we're back. yeah that we're paying for. I I haven't applied for a rent a rent rebate. I don't know about you, Mark. I think we're no, I probably... not be so you know, I think we'll see where we get to with that. I guess uh, hopefully it's not gone too long and we can get back people in people in soon. But um I guess. Given that we've got those, you know, the big part of those office moves from our perspective, I can't talk for you, was around creating, you know, these great open plan work areas, breakout areas, you know, create, you know, really creative spaces for people to collaborate. You know, how have you, have you got any tips from your perspective on, you know, I guess from a from a business collaboration point of view, but also from a team culture perspective? You know, you're a large, getting you know, fast growing organisation. You got any tips on how you have managed to kind of keep the team culture together this time? Yeah, I think. Um... I mean, yeah. I mean, we 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 are very. We've put a lot of effort um, into the engage the staff engagement, the culture. Um, and, you know, Andrew and I, when we we started the bank, we we set out to make sure we interviewed everybody that was joining the bank, as much to give um, the people that were joining a sense of what the culture was and, and what they would be expected to bring. Um, and and actually, you know, we we we've been very very kind of proud of that um of that level of engagement from our colleagues and and it was always a whenever you look at 
do we want to be on one site? Do we want to be on a number of sites? It was always that thing that said, no, we need to be in one place. Um, and, and we need to kind of feel, um, you know, what we do is what, what we do as a bank. Um, in, in reality, um, I think that's, um, that this has been a, an, an opportunity to, to test that. Um, you know, the ways in which we, we work around it is we're very insistent that our, our managers are conducting their performance reviews, their one-to-ones, face-to-face mm-hmm. uh, -face like this. I think Zoom, um, and, and as I said, we use, we use Workplace and Workplace Chats um, from Facebook as, as other ways of collaborating. Um, it's much more kind of instant messaging and, yeah. and, and kind of builds up a, a, a kind of connection across the bank. Um, but using using Zoom or using Google Hangouts or whatever the, the the visual mechanism is has been vital. So as I said earlier, as an exco, you know we meet every day, um, three times a week. We we have a, a total business uh, Zoom call which has about 130, 140 people typically, and, and you know kind of coming in. Um, we tell we we talk to the the um, our colleagues about what's going on. Um, take we use Slido. Uh, alongside that which means that as they're as they're thinking they can put questions in anonymously which we answer and um, yeah. there and then uh, uh, we use an intranet to as a re place of resources to so mm -hmm. people can know um, where we're changing policy mm -hmm. um, and 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 I think it, it it's almost weird now when you actually call somebody if it, you know it's almost like you know I, I much prefer to go it's a bit kind of was a little bit quirky at the start to kind of press the the video button in the corner yeah. and go and, and all of a sudden you're in somebody's could be somebody's bedroom yeah. <laughs> um you know but you you, you know you kind of it just keeps that connection going um i, I do i sorry i was saying especially important at the moment so uh yeah. people can't leave the house you know having that human human face-to-face -face yeah I, th I think i mean you know i think you know with productivity uh, yes, you you know we we have seen it. I do think it's affected. Um, I think in different areas, you know, in some areas, as I say, in terms of servicing customers, I think we're over 100% productivity. I think we're we're you know not at all. Um, in, in mortgage process, you know, we're not we're not going to say that you know we can be as productive when the whole you know you're doing 10% of housing transactions yeah. this week compared to a normal week, um, or 50% of document production is being shown on Mortgage Brain or you know, even higher for the specialist sector in terms of the the, the reduction in in in, a, in kind of demand. So, to a degree, productivity fits out in time to the level of business that you've got to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 I and I do think that over time, um, it probably equalises at a level which is which is not what you would get if you were all together and and, and all face to face. Yeah. Um, but it, but I think if if you're leaders if your leadership team if your managers are proactive um they connect with their people then you can you can manage that um and i think you know that that, that fundamentally is is kind of what you do and you, you know we use we use um you know digital media to be online with with um with quizzes or games or you know you kind of you bring a you bring a difference to it i think it helps that we are um you know we're, we're clearly a, a digital bank as you you said at the outset i think you know it helps because we're used to communicating with people in that way. We all of our savings customers, end to end, are already online. Um, the maturity processes they go through are uh, are online also. So you know, by, by exception, we're we're kind of dealing with calls, but it's a totally digital service. Um, lending, um, when when people come in our mortgage system, they go into a portal as well. 
um, and and obviously since uh, since since we've worked together to launch the the short term the the portal the front end portal and the new intermediary website, um, it means that our bridging customer uh, bridging brokers can also use that that technology solution any time of the day or night to um, you know put a, put a, a deal to us ask for a, a, a credit decision um, and and know that we'll respond to them in that portal um, rather than have to rely on print or post or fax well, who uses fax or scan or whatever it might be it all happens in that in that portal and I think um, you know it's not it's not why we did it um, we did it for, for you know to give brokers speed of certainty of decision uh, quality in terms of the MI that they're able to draw out of their own cases mm -hmm. um, and to spend more time with their with their customers with their clients um, but but it's actually been a, a you know it's been an absolute phenomenal blessing um, for us particularly that means that it, it's there digitally um, and it means you don't have to think about you know are we receiving post are we are we sending yeah. post um, you know all the communications are being done done digitally which is which is fantastic and um, you know it's you know we've had um, well close to a hundred new new brokers sign up since we since we went to whole of market um, in, in February um, and you know application flows are considerably up as well um, in, in February and in March and we've held that level in April as well despite the challenges oh, really? um, so so yeah and, and I do put it down to um, you know, obviously, some of it's about the dis disruption in the market, but I also put it down to the fact we are easy, we're easy to contact, and we've got, um, you know, a slick service that that people can kind of go. Doesn't take long. Mm. It doesn't take a lot of data. It's easy to register. Um, they get they get fulfilled in terms of every day. We're making sure that where where there's a referral to us for a credit decision, mm. um, every day we, we're we're responding in 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 our service levels to that, mm. um, and 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 it just means that they've got some confidence that. That where things matter to them, and particularly at the moment where it's important that, that deals get progressed, there's good communication, um, you complete on things that you said you were going to do, because yep. um, at the end of the day, these, these we're all businesses and we all kind of you know need need to um, have have satisfied customers and 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 earn, earn some income, and mm -hmm. you know it's it's important that we do that, um, and and that that portal is is definitely a key part to that at the moment. Of course, I guess it, uh, February that launched to market. I know you think soft launch before, but you're yeah, again that seems like a different world away. <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, it wasn't that long ago, but uh, very well timed, I guess, in hindsight. Uh, um, do you want to give um, you know some some there was some unique functionality in that portal specifically around uh, you know within the bridging space, offering automated dips for the kind of marching sort of winner cases. That's quite unique. Do you do you think that's going to become a bigger part of the market in the future? Yeah, I, I I do. I think uh, oh, I might. I don't know if you can hear my dog barking. Yes, that's, that's something I do get used to. Out there as well, so it's fine. So. <laughs> they can talk. Yeah, they can talk to each other. Um, yeah, so so I do I do think that um, that uh, more people will will look at where more firms, both lenders and brokers, will look at where their concentrations mm. have been through this period, um, and, and will will think about resilience much more. Um, and realize that actually, you know what, we have to have technology. Technology is a great way of becoming more, more resilient um, and offering a, a more secure and repeatable and, and confident service. Mm. Um, I, think, I think people before have been a bit concerned about how technology would, would land in the, in the bridging market, yeah. particularly. I think um, it, it's, 
it's all about a lot of it's about speed of response um it has a relatively low conversion rate um because it's you know there's a lot of dropout through a through an inquiry process for a bridging loan and therefore if you've got clunky systems that require you to give lots of information that you might not have at that time to get a decision um yeah. then 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 it's kind of not not particularly helpful and, and i think the fact that we went through the the process of um you know the the kind of user testing that we did and the the, the observational testing that we did with, with people was was just fantastic and 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 actually i think that the fact that we now as you say got those features that say it's very easy to put information in touch and 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 you know use ipad use iphone as well as as well as laptops and you know um and and actually it, it pre-populates a lot of stuff um it provides an automated yes um or it refers um and, and you then can also request for it to go for a credit decision um to get certainty if that's what you want up front you can produce your regulatory you know your your, your esis um for for your client straight away it looks good um, it's branded it gives confidence um, and then when you do want to carry that application forward um, the data is already there you don't have to rekey it um, you know so so from that perspective it's it's much more efficient um, and i think you know that it, it's you know the, the the thing that has worked is actually to spend time kind of in the market obviously we've been in, in bridging now since 2004 so you kind of understand the the, the kind of slight nuances the behavioral side that you want to try and encourage mm -hmm. um and also having very good broker partners that are prepared to test your systems um and um and, and very clearly tell you when it doesn't work um and then you, you can't be overly arrogant and go oh, no 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 we know best well we don't <laughs> um and i think you know we've, we've done that testing process and i think that's that's the bit where you know if it hadn't done that then it would look like here's another lender um, dumping technology onto a market, thinking it knows what the answer is, not listening, and then being surprised when it falls flat. Well, we didn't do that. Mm. I think that's really interesting what you mentioned around giving the user the ability to self-select at the beginning and say, hey, you know, actually, I do want this to be looked at by a human. This, the this case is of a type where you know, I want that certainty of a, a credit back decision. That's something that came through the process of, you know, assuming nothing really prototyping ideas, going to a lab in, in the first couple of weeks, testing those. I think that that was um, you know, yeah. interesting. Journey. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when we it's interesting because you, you sort of go, things have gone full circle because you go back to uh, what was the vision that we had when we set up the bank? We used the, uh, the idea of bridging, which was tailoring and personalization and, and putting control in the hands of customers as the, as the kind of, the, those were the founding principles of Masthaven as a bank. Yeah, um, we t we took that into our savings market because we did the flexible term where customer savers could select the product that they wanted and, and make it personal to them, and and then make it happen online. And and in reality, what we've done is then take take that back full circle and bring that digital aspect in back into the bridging market mm -hmm. again, still allowing personalization and tailoring and self control mm -hmm. and self service. And and that's this that's kind of you know it has gone full circle in terms of the um, our approach of, of you know it's the bridging approach that's fed the way in which we've become as a bank in terms of the, the methods and now we've brought that technology back full circle to support the bridging market and um, so you know it's quite uh, quite interesting really sounds good so i guess you know you're 
couple of months now into the journey of having that portal launch, is there any lessons from the project that you think worth sharing? Or um, yeah, I mean, you, you said it you said it yourself, and you know, we we uh, we we had the we had it launched in October. I think it was October, wasn't it? We we actually had it launched with some of our partners. Uh, we had actually did our testing um, quite a considerable period before that, um, and, and the testing showed that the intermediary website pretty much hit the hit the money. You know, it was on the you know the testing it was it went well, um, and the portal didn't. You know, it, it we it's not a million miles away, but it, it just missed the mark. Um, and so you know, in in doing so, the, for me, if we hadn't have done that, we would have we would have launched something that didn't work. Mm. Um, and and when we launched it in October. Um, at the front end experience for our for our brokers, uh, it was really good. The, the feedback immediately was positive. Um, I, I, you know, it, there could have been a push, and there was a push at the time to go. Well, let's let's get this to everybody. Mm. Um, but our our um, operational teams was just saying, look, the front end looks great, John. But actually, you know what? In terms of us being able to have the uh, workflow so that we can keep on top of what the contacts are to know what, what needs to be dealt with now and what does the MI look like um, to, to make sure we're on top of things and we can understand what's happening at the front end. Um, we need to spend a bit of time working on that um, before you go, you know, put it out to everybody. So, so between October and, and January, we obviously um, w went through that, that second phase. It would have been really easy to go, look, you know, we've developed this, let's get it out there. We're very excited. And, and we kind of went, no, you know, let's hold back. Let's do that bit because that's what um, our operational team are, are saying. And if you don't get them believing in the solution, yeah, um, then then actually you're not, you know, you, you're losing some of the hearts and minds. Um, so that two month piece, if you could, you know, the fact that we did take a little bit longer has meant that at the end of the day, you know, we've got a joined up um, connection there, and 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 we're putting it out. I think, um, you know, we we don't want to sit rest, you know, despite where we are at the moment in terms of. You know, we're not, we don't want to rest on this, and we want to think about what's the next the next phase of, of, of investment that we need to put into the, our lending products, mm -hmm. um, and that's that's kind of where the thought prices are now. It's like you know th these are good times to to think. Well, how are people going to change behaviour yeah. after this? Because this this is generational behavioural change <laughs> that's that's going to come out of this, um, and and we you know we think we're we're well positioned, or certainly I feel that um, any digital human combination um you know it is well if you understand the financial requirements of your market are well positioned mm -hmm. to to really um you know uh, it's a, you know really kind of think about how 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 people want to interact with us going forward and, and make sure that that we can handle that um this current situation that we're in our new situation is certainly put at the fore and highlighted those that had adopted digital platforms. And I guess you guys being a challenger bank and having not having all the legacy of, uh, you know, sort of, you know, some existing players, you know, you were able to leverage that by building out these new platforms. But I think it certainly highlighted, um, you know, the difference in experience and, and, and how quickly you're able to adapt. Uh, I think certainly, you know, I guess if we look forward for once this situation has hopefully come back to some form of normality, you know, one would hope that there are going to be some last, la longer lasting changes and, and, and lessons learned from this um but you know maybe i'm an optimist but you know <laughs> but what yeah, I, think, I, th I think you and i both are so uh, i think it's great and i think you know the, the other thing that we've had going on um is within the website we integrated with knowledge bank and i think um I, you know i've been getting daily updates from from you know from all of the sourcing systems that show all of the changes that are going on in the market if you if you didn't have 
that type of connected communication i think as a broker you'd be going there is nowhere to go because it all feels like i've got how do i keep in touch with what's happening and i think though if you you know you have you have a single source mm. um i think it's important to kind of have a sing, single source that you trust yeah um not not try and kind of look look everywhere otherwise you're just going to lose but have a single place where you trust um and, and it will keep you up to date and i think you know that that's that's the important piece as well you kind of got to know what's changing out there when when it's a really rapid environment because your your customers our brokers their clients their customers our savers they want us to you know they, they'll want to know um you know what, what's happening and, and and it's important you you maintain that communication as well i'm guessing the the idea there was to utilize the knowledge bank api plug it into your website so that all of your lending criteria changes that are that you're communicating with knowledge bank and, and other yeah similar yeah. automatically appear on your website so i'd imagine at the time we kind of built justification that you know that's going to save you time in maintenance and having a single source of truth but you know i imagine this is a period more than most i guess where you've seen the value of that where you know a lot of updates to the market etc yes i think filtering through so that actually does turn on nicely thinking about the future so i'm conscious of a certain amount of time books in your diary so if we look at um think about the future then so you know i guess there's the kind of yeah, your low-hanging fruit in terms of digitization, you're you know, automating decisions on kind of simpler cases, enabling a broker not have to read to read key data multiple times. You know, that's stuff that the lending sector is actually a few years behind, but I think it's starting to catch up and, and you guys are pushing the forefront of that now. Um, thinking a bit further into the future, are there any you know, uh, technologies and other sectors or use cases that you see out there that you think could be applied or, or any new technology that yeah i mean some, some of them as you say uh, you know to, to a degree what we're doing is equalizing across our business so so we use um who you as a, as an identity um document management in terms of passports and identity verification in our savings side um and, it, and it's worked well to make sure that you know in conjunction with our electronic verification using equifax and experian with who you um then we're able to kind of have a have a high uh, success rate in terms of onboarding savings so what you do is you go maybe the bridging market or you know i, I know that other firms have, have used some of this but we just we're translating it across so yeah. you just go okay let's use that over there um you, we've used automated valuation in mortgages well let's use it you know we know that confidence level let's use it for, for, yeah. for bridging tailored slightly to those markets um digital mail rooms uh, we use uh, a fulfillment you know in terms of the the communication that we do with custom, with our savings customers everything is digitally dispatched yeah. um, let's make sure we we do that on our lending side as well so in a way it's a very it's a great way for everything to be equalized across you know let's accelerate some of those things across your business um, I think um, the the other the other side of it thinking a bit bigger is um, it is clearly the integration with the with the sourcing systems and, and with you know it needs to be deeper um, and and into our broker communication so that there's no break points in that in that process um, but fundamentally I think that that firms that are digitally enabled um, need to have a very deep analytical understanding of their customers um, and then need to understand the financial benefits that you can bring to those customers through that analysis mm -hmm. so I, I do think that whilst we are uh, um, you know we we've very much are a specialist organization in, in terms of the lending markets that we we work within um, i think that what we're getting through this is as a deeper understanding of the analytics of what works and what doesn't work within within those lending markets um, and an understanding how you might um, kind of 
use that in the future is something we'll, you know we, you were accelerating through this period so so it's really important to get good handle on your data and you know turn that data into into information and, and intelligence and then act upon it mm. um, and, and and I think this is this is a great time to to test some of those mm-hmm. um, you know some of those analytical models that you have and, and some of those um, kind of that date those data collection points so you have all of the data points bring them together yeah. and then act on them for the good of the customer um, and, and I think that 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 type of thought process will get accelerated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it sounds like in terms of ABMs and digital ID actually that you know that those are kind of I guess maybe fall into the low-hanging fruit sort of slightly obvious things that could yeah uh, improve the journey for and, and, and you know, particularly around digital ID the fact that you know, the user has to get paper-based ID often still now so at different stages again and again throughout the journey is quite an annoyance. I think that, that's exciting. That's coming down the way reasonably soon. So I think in terms of other new technology, um, there was a lot of talk and excitement and uh, a big push from, from, from government as well, actually, around open banking the last couple of years. I think it's fair to say the adoption from the consumers has maybe been a little slower than people initially expected. Where do you see open banking fitting into the kind of future model, particularly around how lenders could, could plug into that? Yeah, so so I think um, I mean there's there's clearly I mean there's there's two legs in my view. There's there's the um, the verification process. Mm-hmm. Um, so at a very simple level, um, in the in the current climate, how how difficult is it to get some of those verification if you're relying on on paper, if you're relying on, on you know it's just it's just not not easy to do. In it, in the moment, it's impossible to do really. Um, and, 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 and actually, never mind in normal times, it's inefficient. So, so there clearly is that verification piece, which um, you, you're right, uh, you know, as a, as a person that's going through a process, you need to adopt, a, you need to opt in mm-hmm. um, to open banking, you need to open yourself, be prepared to open yourselves up. And if you can kind of have that explain to you what benefit that will give, then, then adoption rates um, are, are clearly only going to improve. Um, and I think currently you'd see that, that improving also. Um, and, and then it's about um, at the front end in terms of giving control to um, to customers to actually, you know what, um, if they want to use um, the technology and the, the kind of open um, architecture to, to kind of be more in control of their own investing and borrowing decisions, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, on a, on a platform that actually works for them, um, then I think that that's the other part where you get to see, you know what, today I want to I wanna kind of um, have my my financial world look a bit like this, mm-hmm. um, but actually I want to know what I can do and and day to day I want it to be much more easy to go from you know to flip around and go actually I want to put you know on a, I want my borrowing or my savings world or my investing world or my insurance world I just want it to look a bit a bit different mm-hmm. um, and and I think open banking um, allows that access to 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 those solutions but but I think it's not just about having a platform. Um, and a very kind of narrow set of financial benefits. I think I think it's it goes deeper than that. I think it it, it it's a given that you've got the kind of commoditized um, kind of platform that you can do it on. You can have it in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's about making sure that from a financial perspective that actually there's a there's a real benefit that, that I can get. And and it's it may well be you know more practical for me to have my borrowing or my investing looking a bit like this today, but actually something's changed. I need to flip it to look like that. And that's where open, open banking, you know, allows product choice um, and, and more easy movement of, um, you know, of your, of your financial decisions 
that you're in control of that you don't rely on somebody else to do for you. Yes, I guess your kind of flexible product model in savings would probably fit that world. It would fit that world, yeah. But I think there's so many more ways in in, in kind of um, borrowing or investing um, that 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 it can actually work for as well. Cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm conscious of time, and I think that was really an interesting discussion from my perspective. So um, maybe we'll end there for today. Uh, so thanks a lot for your time, John. Hopefully, yeah, in the next, hopefully we can rebook that lunch or, or grab a beer in, in the summer or late summer uh, when hopefully get back. Well, we can have a beer over this, but it's not quite the same, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, John. And catch uh, you, Mark, and uh, catch up soon. Look after yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, do. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.